Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zockey. And welcome in to the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb in the studio today. Steve Zaki, oh, you know, he's out whining and dying, uh, dining with his highfalutin friends down in Indianapolis. But never fear, you will still hear from Steve today. Me and him sat down. Uh, talked a, a bunch about Atlanta uh, last week's race in NASCAR. Uh, we got a huge show today. Uh, Bob Sargent from Track Enterprises. He's going to uh, come on and talk about the Father's Day weekend racing that's going to happen at the Milwaukee Mile. Oh, yeah. Cars on the track at the Mile. Father's Day weekend. Get out there. You want to see more racing at the mile? You've got to show up. So we're going to talk to Bob Sargent. That's going to be a treat. That's coming up right around 1235 uh, this afternoon. After uh, we get done with Bob, we're going to talk to Dennis Michelson uh, from D-Mike Media. And not only do you get one segment of Dennis, we're going to give you a double dose of segment of, uh, of Dennis. The more Michelson the more better. Uh, Then we're going to hear from Eddie Lapine, hear uh, some F1 talk, uh, some Indy 500, some changes in the qualifying for the Indy 500. You'll get our NASCAR picks and more. And maybe, just maybe, if you're good, well, actually, if you're bad, then Steve Zockey might join the show again. In the second hour. What a treat that would be. So a full, full, full show today. Cannot wait. Uh, David Land, we're going to give him the the week off to to rest up. And, uh, you know, he's always uh, crazy busy with his YouTube channel and everything like that. Check it out. Uh, Channel is David Land, L-A-N-D. Check him out on YouTube. uh, You know, YouTube Motorsports Superstar. Fantastic content there on all sorts of racing. So NASCAR in Sin City this weekend, and it's raining. In Vegas, 
in the middle of the desert, NASCAR's in town, and it's raining. Unreal. Unreal. But this is going to be the first week of the uh, the new package, the quote-unquote tapered spacers, the new, you know, uh, cookie-cutter uh, restrictor plates. And... Uh, and we'll see how it goes. You know, qualifying was inter- interesting yesterday. Uh, you had, you know, some guys out there doing single car runs. You had some guys waiting until the uh, until they had uh, a drafting partner to draft behind. So it was fantastic. And, um, you know, so we'll see what this week brings in the world of NASCAR. Now, Running Atlanta last week, you know, that's basically a one-off, and everybody kind of told you that. Like, you know, the way I look at it you, uh, with the NASCAR season, you got the Daytona 500, technically the start of the NASCAR season. But you, you don't learn anything from Daytona. It's such a wild card. You've got, you know, 857 accidents, and, you know, three-quarters of the field gets taken out. So it's total crapshoot on, on who wins Daytona. So the... For me, the real regular season always started with Atlanta, but not really this year because, you know, Atlanta's so hard on your tires. The racing surface is so old, and I hope they never repave it. I love it. Uh, but, you know, it was basically another kind of one-off race where we have to wait until week three tomorrow to find out exactly how this NASCAR season is going to shape up. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? That's all on you. That's personal opinion. Um, you know, I, I thought Atlanta was okay. You know, there was a decent amount of passing and, um, you know, it was, it was fairly entertaining. So, it uh, obviously being a Kevin Harvick fan, he didn't dominate uh, like he has the last five years, even though he only won one out of the last uh, five races in Atlanta. He dominated, you know, basically the last five years, every time NASCAR went down there and um, it did not happen last week. And uh, so, you know, whether that's a good thing, whether that's a bad thing, that's all up to you. Um but, you know, for me, technically, I would consider uh, tomorrow's race in Vegas the start of the 2019 NASCAR season. Super Bowl is over. You know, uh, Denny Hamlin wins the 500. And then the one-off uh, at Atlanta is over. Brad Keselowski picks up a nice win there. So uh, we we shall see what uh, what Vegas brings. Uh, you got Kevin Harvick on the pole. You got the 500 winner and Denny Hamlin starting right next to him. So I think we're in store for a hell of a race tomorrow. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Uh, we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and see. So we're going to take an early break here. And then when we come back, you're going to hear me and Steve recap Atlanta and talk about that race. And then right after that, Bob Sargent joins the show. Stay with it. Uh, You're listening to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Get your 2019 season passes now. You'll love it. Your, Your wife, your girlfriend, both 
They will love it. Your kids will love it. Get out there. Have a ball. Uh, and, of course, David Hobbs Honda on, uh, in Glendale. You know, huge sales going on this weekend. Get out there today. Uh, the best in new and used cars. David Hobbs Honda, we can't thank you guys enough. We'll be right back. More of the Final Inspection Show coming up next. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure to check out greatlakesdragway.com. Get your season pass for the upcoming year. A little chilly today, but pretty soon, uh, Jeff, in a couple weeks, uh, hopefully spring will be around the corner. Yeah, smell of burnt rubber and gas in the air. Good food on the grill down at uh, Great Lakes. Cannot wait. Looking forward to that. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda. Appreciate their support. And uh, we had the Atlanta race. And uh, finally, I think I got this right, the Folds of Honor. Yeah, Folds of Honor 500. So, um, let's see. Let's, well, let's, first of all, let, let's start off, uh, three hours and 30 minutes. Is that too long in today's world? In today's world, probably, you know, it was, it see, it got a little long, but it was, you know, it was okay. I'm not one, I'm not one of those that complain about the length of baseball games or anything right. like that. I, you know, I don't care if, if it's, it's com- entertaining, if it's compelling, you know, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there were, there's been talk. It, it's cooled off. You know, obviously NASCAR doesn't want to talk about 2020. There's a little bit of talk in the off season about some big changes coming up from 2020. But I, I think the number one thing that would really help. Now, everybody says this, but it doesn't always pay off in the ratings. I mean, the fans, what the fans, you know, I, we've, we've always said, what the fans say and what they do are two different things sometimes. But everybody likes shorter, shorter, shorter. Mm. They've been saying this about football, whatnot, and we we've seen, uh, especially like NBA games, it seems like they're taking longer with all the stoppages in the fourth quarter, especially in the last few minutes of an NBA game. You get all these stoppages, and you have the NFL football is that way. College games have been just, I think, the worst. Have been just stretching, stretching, stretching longer. It's a joke. I mean. You know the 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 games are set up for three hours on TV. They need these networks need to say, hey, it's three and a half hours. You yeah, know? I mean they can always if the if the game would end early, they can always fill fill it up with their studio show and do the highlights and whatnot. But yeah, I think we need to you know stretch that out. Anyways, but getting back to auto racing, you know th- three hours I think would be I think if they went from three and a half to like a three hour window. Now Daytona, that's a different thing. That that all bets are off with that because you got the pomp and circumstances, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. But I think for late February, you know, I'd like to see a three-hour race. Yeah, I'm at least with that's you. my opinion. You know, three hours is is nice. It uh, you know, especially if it starts around noon. Uh, you know, that's perfect noon we to have three. IndyCar and Formula One, and uh, you know, they're trying to do it in two hour, a two-hour race. In and out. That's too fast for me. Too fast? You know, I I enjoy three hours. Well, when three. you have people routinely coming up to you and say, yeah, watch the beginning of the race and go mow the lawn and come back, watch the end, you know. Well, then they got one hell yard. of a big lawn, you know well, what I mean? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, they need a rider. But, uh, you know, it 
it's fine if it's compelling. If it's a three and a half to four hour race at Pocono, yeah, Pocono can be. Brutal. You know, I'm sleeping. Yeah, you know, but if you're it's doing you're doing some housework around the house, some chores, you're gonna mow the lawn. Yeah, take a change nap. Change the oil in the car. Take a nap. Uh, you yeah, know. you know, if uh, if it's a three hour race at Richmond, hell yeah, sign me up. Yeah. So yeah, Richmond's compelling. It's interesting. It's good racing. And we we definitely saw some good racing at Atlanta this weekend. I think. Yeah, you know the the new package, and obviously it's a one off because no tracks like Atlanta. You know, with the how rough the surface is and everything like that and all that. But it will get a a more clearer version of what this year is going to look like after this weekend in Vegas. But yeah, you know the the racing was compelling. There were lots of passing for the lead and all that kind of stuff. Kevin Harvick didn't dominate like he has the last five years. He led a bunch of laps, uh, but he didn't dominate the race like uh, like he has in each of the last five years. Even though he only won uh, one of those races, so yeah, it, you know, it was it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Did it knock my socks off? No, um, but it was good enough. Yeah, we had uh, twenty six lead changes between nine drivers. Yeah. Which included Amarola, who was, I mean, it was Stuart Haas. It was, you know, a strong weekend for them. You even had some uh, Kyle Larson at the front. You did. And and I was thinking it might have been a disappointing weekend. I know we, we, we usually talk with Eddie about the odds and, and who were who the picks. And a lot of Vegas houses had kind of knocked down uh, Kyle Larson. He was actually uh, was favored early on, uh, like last week early in the week and then they kept on knocking them down and down down so everybody's been kind of anti Kyle Larson who ended up um uh 12th in the race so and he had we'll talk about Kyle Larson here in just a moment but yeah Brad Keselowski uh you know you think oh kind of kind of a surprise but as the race you know went on you're kind of like oh yeah he could win this race well yeah he seems viable I mean did we was it just because of Logano winning the championship last year? Did we kind of forget about Brad Keselowski? Uh, pro- you know, probably. The thing is, is that um, you know Brad is one of those, and and Paul Wolf, his crew chief, you know, they win races that you don't expect them to mm-hmm. win. You know, uh, everybody calls Kevin Harvick the closer, but if there's a chance, especially when it comes to a differing pit strategy. Uh, you know, Paul Wolf puts puts Brad in positions to win, week in, week out. He might not have the fastest car on Friday, might not qualify the uh, the best on Saturday, but but before Sunday is out and before that checker flag is waving and the champagne is popping, Brad is going to be in the conversation. And uh, I don't think Paul Wolf gets nearly enough credit that uh, than he deserves. The one fellow who kind of surprised me last week was uh, Kurt Busch. Yeah. New team, you know, running for, for Ganassi, cheap Ganassi. Uh, the one car, you know, we mentioned Kyle Larson in the 42. I think we're kind of disappointed with their uh, with their performance in Daytona the week before. But Kyle Larson finished third. Are you surprised by that? Uh, Kurt Busch? No. You know, uh, Kurt is obviously very good for that team. I think Jamie McMurray uh, needs, you know, 
is probably a little embarrassed because, you know, he was in that car for how many years and they never uh, competed week in, week out for top fives. So, you know, it's definitely a strong showing for uh, for for Jamie or for Kurt Busch and uh, and a bad look for Jamie Mack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it it's good to see that uh, that team is going to learn a lot just from having the veteran, the former champion, all that running their equipment, what they're missing, what they need to uh, improve and get better. All the things that Casey Kane was supposed to do for the 95 and sort of did, you know, they got more competitive a little bit as the year went on. But Kurt Busch stepped in race two, and for him to get a top three finish was huge. Uh, it'll be interesting this weekend, of course, you know, Kurt Busch, Kurt and Kyle Busch from Las Vegas. He's going to have a, a throwback uh, scheme on his car uh, from the Star Nursery, and some of those may remember, you know, that was Kyle Busch's Southwest ride. You know, when he when he was kind of coming to fame before he signed on with Roush. But, however, those of us in Wisconsin, of course, remember that ride from actually in a year or two before when it was the nephew of Dick Trickle, Chris Trickle, who was winning everything out in the Southwest and was on his way to NASCAR when, unfortunately, he was murdered uh, in a very weird, weird story. Uh, if I recall right, I'm trying to remember, it's basically kind of almost like a sniper-type situation in Las Vegas where he, got, uh, he was going under an overpass or underpass or something, and he was uh, shot and killed, unfortunately. Very sad situation, but those colors in the Star Nursery will be on Kurt Busch's um, ride this weekend in Las Vegas. And, you know, think of the, the, the Trickle family who, of course, you know, Chris Trickle, tragic situation, nephew of Dick, and then uh, we lost Dick a few years ago, and the widow of Dick Trickle uh, passed away earlier this year. So uh, making uh, make sure you, you think of the Trickle family this weekend, especially when you're watching Kurt Busch out at uh, Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, any other things you want to take from the, the race from last weekend at Atlanta? Well, a lot of the stuff that came up, you know, that I found super interesting was after the race, but, you know, obviously congrats to, to Brad K. Um, you know, Martin Truex in the 19 finishing second. That was, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, all four Stuart Haas drivers finishing in the top 10, including Daniel Suarez, who came home 10th, uh, Chris Busher ninth. Yeah. That's that, a good run for them. Absolutely. And congratulations to him. Well, especially when you look at, you know, you got, Bush, you know, Kurt Busch in the Chevrolet, but, you know, you look at uh, Chris Buescher in the Chevrolet, Hendrick kind of, you know, they were nowhere to be seen this weekend. No, they weren't, and uh, and that led to the, uh, the comments by Kyle Larson that he's now walked back. But Kyle Larson said this, quote, I feel like Hendrick uh, plays games in a way with NASCAR. I feel like they always start the year uh, off kind of bad to show NASCAR that they're being nice and cooperating and following the rules and stuff. And then it gets a couple months in and they start cheating and finding some speed. Larson goes on. So I don't know, but it was satisfying and it's been satisfying the last few years to be considered the top Chevy team. I think that's something that the race shop prides itself on, but we don't want to just be the best Chevy team. We want to be the best team out there. 
Now, he did say this with a laugh. Okay, so you could tell that he well, was joking when yeah, he said when, it. When you read something on you know, text, you know, whether it's a text message or, or a tweet or whatever, the meaning can certainly be changed from what you, you if you listen to an interview. So, yeah, you know, I who cares? He know? said it jokingly. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, we all know, well, and we, we used to talk about this all the time when it was Sparky's final inspection. He was always getting on, you know, Kanas about cheating, calling the 48 card cheating. I said, I'm, I was always in the camp. Hey, they're pushing the rules as far as they can. Right. That's their job in racing. Sparky could never kind of wrap his arms around that where you're, you're – in order to win, you got to push those limits as far as you can, and then, you know. And I, I could never understand. I'm like, Sparky, it's like an offensive lineman who knows how far he can hold until he gets the flag. It's right. the, kind of the same situation. It's not cheating. You're trying to gain an advantage over the competition. He was like, no, they're cheating. I said, well, you know, what are you gonna do? I mean. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm definitely part of the group. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And, uh, you know, and maybe it's because I'm a Harvick fan and I've seen him get in a lot of trouble with multiple crew chiefs throughout the years for uh, bending rules and stuff like that. So, but I don't have a problem with it. But, you know, my problem was more with the fact that he came out and had to apologize for it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because the PR people. Well, here here's the main thing, though. I, I think... If it was a Ford team or a Toyota team, nobody would care. He, it's Chevy on Chevy crime, kind of. Right. And I think the powers to be at Chevrolet, kind of like, hey, hey, come on, you, you don't, you don't talk that way to about another Chevy team. Yeah, so. you're probably right, but uh, you know, it just the whole. If he was talking PC about Gibbs, thing is Joe Gibbs or something, I don't think it, he would have walked it. He might have said, ah, maybe I stepped out of line, but because it was a Chevy on Chevy thing, I think that's the biggest. The, the biggest problem it's well that's it makes it interesting because after daytona you know there were ford on ford teams clashing oh you didn't help me oh right. well joey well, logano doesn't help anybody that. yeah you know and now it's chevy on chevy so uh, i'd be nice to see the toyotas uh go after each other uh just to make it the complete trifecta so you know i just found it interesting and i you know the the whole pc culture you know is uh is brutal. NASCAR needs rivalries. Yeah. And if, you know, obviously I don't think Kyle Larson's the right person to be in a rivalry because, you know, he's so milk toast and plain Jane and all that. And he uh, straight, can be. He can be. You know, so, you know, you need somebody to have a rivalry. Like, he's my favorite. Let's put it this way. He's my favorite driver, but he's not my favorite personality. Of course. That makes sense. And, you know, okay, did you hear what Brad Keselowski said about Kyle Larson? Uh, after after Atlanta, no. he said that if he was to bring back BK Racing, the first call that he would make would be to hire Kyle Larson as a driver. And Keselowski said, if I could work with him, I could turn him into a champion. He's close. I could give him what he needs to become a champion. That's interesting that he says that because it, it seems like I, I said that when it, when he came out of, of the old Bush Xfinity nationwide Bush. series, that he'd be championed by within three or four years, and mm-hmm. this has not happened. And a part of it's because he's hamstrung with the team, right? But 
I I still what I've still have even even with driving for Ganassi, I've expected more from him. I did too, and he showed it. You know, the, he had that one year where he finished second eight hundred times, and then the, the kid, the kid I want to see is Christopher Bell. Well, but now, you know, last year we we're going, oh, was it Denny Hamlin? Is it Denny? Well, Denny Hamlin is delivering. He, you know, I mean, he went a couple of Daytona five hundreds. As long as that sponsor's happy with with them and FedEx should be with the exposure he got a couple weeks ago, you know who where where where, do, where does that go? Where do you go? Well, it's a long way uh, well, I, after Daytona. How we're talking about Denny Hamlin to where we were at the end of last season, right. where it was his first season where he did not win a single race. Right. So you know it's amazing what a 500 victory will do for you. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see where does uh, Christopher Bell end up. I mean, he's doing one more year, but I, he's got to be in Cup next year. Oh yeah, he something will has be. to something has to break. He will be. So, yeah, that kid has got too much talent. Toyota's just it must be drooling over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I were them, I would be. So Martin Truex said, uh, "If you had another lap, you would have passed uh, Kozlowski." Do you agree with him? Probably. You know that's. For all the talk that, you know, and we talked about it uh, a little bit ago about shortening races, making things quicker and stuff like that, I like the 500 milers uh, because it, uh, you know, because it gives time for these teams to find speed. There were, you know, if you watch Atlanta, you know, Harvick had a chance early. Almirola was, was tough. You know, they all fade. Larson was tough. He fades. You know, uh, Keselowski comes out of nowhere, and Truex, like you know, like he said, if it was one or two more laps, hell yeah, Truex is in victory lane. So you know, that's why I like the 500 milers. It lets the teams that work together are able to communicate the changes that they need on their car. It gives them a better advantage. Besides, you know, just having Mongo in the car, I press gas, I go fast. So you know, that I, I enjoy it. You do want that, yeah. You do want kind of that. That's my one problem I don't like about restrictor plate racing, is that it's really hard to get a gauge of who's really truly fast. I mean, you do get some of that, but what I mean is, you get that ebb and flow of certain races where you know, oh, this guy is coming up now. He's making his changes. Car's getting better. Oh, look for him, you know, or. Oh, he's falling back now. These, you know, this car doesn't work as well. If they, especially if it's uh like Darlington, where it's, you know, you go from light to to dark, and the track changes so much. Same yep. thing with the the World Six Hundred at Charlotte. Those kind of races where the teams, how do you strategize? And that that's that's what makes it makes it compelling. Whereas, uh, uh you know, like Talladega, you know, you, okay, just who it's a, it's kind of a Dice, roll the yeah. dice. Who survives and then who's in the top five with two laps to go? That's who's got a shot. So, you know, I'm I'm with you. I enjoy the the chess the chess part of it. And uh so overall I was happy with Atlanta. It it wasn't it wasn't fantastic, but it was good enough for me. Good enough for you. What about Vegas? We'll see. You know, we'll see the new package. You know, I don't know what to expect. It'll be interesting to see, yeah. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, I'm keeping my mind open. I'm not going to. You could kind of see with Atlanta, with that package, how it did kind of, it was kind of a bit of a pack racing. 
you know, it, it was. It, they had, hung was, together longer after the restart. And you had, there was a lot of give and take there. Mm-hmm. But if somebody screws up, it could get ugly real quick. It could. It could. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see with Vegas. I'm going into it open minded, and uh, I hope it's a good show. Because if not, with the, the amount of mile and a half cookie cutters on this schedule, if Vegas is, is a snooze fest and it's bad racing, that does not bode well for the rest of the NASCAR season. Be interesting to see. You know, I, I'll be watching. TBD. Exactly. All right. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you get to greatlakesdragway.com, get a season pass there, and enjoy all the things that is Great Lakes Dragway. That's not only great racing, great food, great atmosphere, just a lot of fun. A lot of events coming up this year. We'll certainly uh, detail those as they come, as they approach. So I'd like to thank them and David Hobbs Honda for supporting the final inspection show will be back after this. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 1057 FM, The Fan. Welcome back into the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb, sitting in for Steve today. And it is my pleasure as we turn to the great Midwest Bank hotline to bring in from Track Enterprises, Mr. Bob Sargent. Bob, how you doing today? I'm good. Oh, well, it's a good thing that Steve isn't here because he would probably be sitting in the studio drooling all over his microphone, trying to give you a hug even though you're over the phone, all that kind of stuff. Racing returning to the Milwaukee Mile, it is music to many of our ears. We love it, and we thank you. Well, again, thank you, guys. And uh, we're just excited about coming to the Milwaukee Mile. We do races all over the Midwest, uh, the dirt miles at Springfield, the Corn Indy, so... We're looking forward to the, the historic Milwaukee Mile, and we've got a great lineup of uh, racers coming for this, so it'll be a great Father's Day weekend. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I uh, already told the wife that uh, I'm bringing uh, the three kids and me, and we're all going, and I don't know if she's going to come, but I'm trying, twisting <laughs> some arms, uh, you know, every day, trying to talk her into it. So now we got the uh, the ARCA Midwest Tour Super Late Models, and then there's a ton of other uh, other divisions, Midwest Trucks, Mid-American Stock Cars, Upper Midwest Vintage Series. There's a little bit for everybody on the menu at the Mile Father's Day. Well, you're exactly right, and that's kind of the way we designed it so that, you know, there's such history at the Milwaukee Mile, whether it be stock cars or open wheel. So we tried to involve a little bit of both with the divisions you just listed, and we've just added the... Uh, Vintage Indy Registry. These are, are newer Indy cars that will be uh, putting on exhibition there. So people can come up and look at them, and then they'll be out on the racetrack too. So uh, everybody's really excited about these Indy cars being out there. So a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, obviously all of us racing uh, gearheads, racing fanatics around here have missed the mile since uh, 
since the racing's been gone. And uh, it seems like you're the kind of the perfect person to bring it back, considering pretty much everything you touch turns to gold. Uh, so what made you want to get involved with bringing racing back here to Milwaukee? Well, I appreciate that. I don't know about turning the goal, but we sure work hard, and we're going to work hard for Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, I, I think to answer your question, we're fortunate to be able to be at some historic tracks. I mean, we're at the, the, the Springfield Mile. We're at the Hoosier 100 in Indianapolis. We're in Terre Haute, Indiana, with the, just great history of all these facilities. We're actually uh, starting off our year at Pensacola, Florida, uh, that historic track with an ARCA race next Saturday, March 9th. So, again, we're just fortunate to be able to do a lot of tracks that uh, have a lot of history behind them. And, and Milwaukee was kind of on our radar. And, uh, you know, it kind of sat there empty, as you said. And, and we just – the date had to line up right. These uh, racing divisions had to line up right. And it seems like it did. I mean, Father's Day weekend, we're looking forward to that. We'll have the street drags on Saturday night. And then all day Sunday will be the uh, – practice qualifications and the main event so you know we just trying to center this around father's day and and have everyone come out with the family and the the kids and dad and just be a good weekend yeah i think you picked a fantastic weekend uh me and steve were talking about it last week and you know every father's day you know the wife will be like what do you want to do and you know It's like, I, you know, I don't know. Oh, let's take the kids to the zoo. Like, no, we can go to the zoo anytime. You know, it's uh, when there's racing at the mile or, you know, any kind of racing that is not in a uh, Monday through Sunday type uh, event that you can go to anytime. So you have to sit there and uh, and take a detour and go see some cars on the track why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, ARCA Midwest uh, Super Late Models? Well, you know, these guys are uh, regional racers that we have the opportunity to bring some national guys in, too, and get these cars. And, and they're, they're basically what they're called Super Late Models, um, really fast. I mean, these guys will be going as fast as the, the NASCAR would be out there. So they're fast cars. Um, a little local flavor, a little regional flavor, flavor, a little national flavor in this. A lot of young and upcoming drivers versus the veteran drivers. So we're going to have a wide variety. Again, they're good-looking late-model stock cars, and we expect quite a few of them. I mean, they were originally talking about 40 to over 50 race cars, so that will be a lot in one, one division. Yeah, that's phenomenal. See, And what I love about, uh, about that tour is that, you know, like you said, you get the local guys, you can get the national guys. It's not, it hasn't, the costs of it haven't ballooned like they have in NASCAR where, you know, you used to go to these certain tracks and you would get uh, one or two local drivers that could enter the event. And now everybody's just been priced out completely out of the market. And that's why I love uh, tours like, you know, like the super late models where, you can have a local guy who could sit there and and build his car now and go the, go down there and compete at the mile on Father's Day. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's why we really like it, and uh, that's why it's going to turn out to be really good for the fans on that day. Um, these guys again, they don't get to race on the mile very often, if ever. So it's it's something unique for them. It looks like a you know their Super Bowl of the year. So it's a win win for for all of us, the, the participants, the team owners, the fans. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. And uh, like you, you know, when you were mentioning some of the other iconic tracks that you guys go to and, 
Illinois, Indiana, and you know now the mile here in Wisconsin. I think it uh, it could build a nice rivalry of local Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana drivers. You know, going head to head, bragging rights, all that kind of stuff. I think it has a chance to sit there and really light a torch, and and get this whole thing moving in the right direction. Yep, that's what we're shooting for. And you know, people are asking, you know, what our future plans are. And, you know, the, the honest answer is we've got to get past this first one. You know, we're going to have to try to make it very successful. And then, uh, you know, sky's the limit. The, the, the fair player board themselves have been great to work with. They see the need and the, the want of uh, motorsports at the, the Milwaukee Mile. And, and we just hope that all the fans come out. Yep, yep, we do too. Now, speaking of the fans coming out, uh, how about tickets? When, when are tickets going on sale? Where could, uh, where could the fans go out and get them? Yeah, this is really good timing. So the tickets are going on sale Monday, um, March 4th, and um, I believe 9 a.m. They can go online to the State Fair website and get them, or they can go to the box office themselves. And they can always go to Track Enterprises, our website, for more information, or even call our office in Illinois anytime they want. So the numbers are all on the, the websites. We'll try to get a link to your sites, and uh, should be plenty of uh, opportunity for people to get tickets. And, again, they do go on sale Monday. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then uh, you have uh, ticket prices? We do, yeah. Um, we've got a little bit, uh, you know, tiered. We will have infield um, available for the for the races. And then um, Saturday night, the, the street drags will be very reasonably priced. Uh, pit passes, basically, is what you do there. And then on Sunday, we have reserve seating, which will be 25 in advance, 30 on race day. And um, children, 0 to 11, or $5. We're going to try to keep this thing reasonable for Father's Day again. And we will have a general admission available um, also for $25. So, you know, between $25 and $30, you can get a, a race ticket. And hopefully everybody will, will <laughs> see that we try to keep it as economical as possible, let the kids in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For, you know, 25 bucks in advance for reserved seats and kids, $5. That's uh I you, you can't go wrong. So you know you're you'd spend more with uh, walking into a movie theater and a, and a bucket of popcorn and a soda. So right. you know to be able to spend the whole day watching cars and you know uh, the kids obviously will have a ball and uh, yeah that's that's phenomenal and obviously thank you a for bringing you know the the tours here and setting this whole thing up and thank you for keeping it economically friendly. And that was kind of a goal of ours, and uh, we, especially being Father's Day, we really want to do that. Kind of want to pack the place and get as many people in there as we can, but we'll have, be having more and more announcements between now and, and then about kids' activities and things going on. So we encourage everybody to listen to your radio station. We encourage everybody to look at our websites, and uh, if you ever have any questions, feel free to pick the phone up. All right, and then how can uh, everybody follow Track Enterprises on Facebook and Twitter, Bob? Yeah, it's, it's all the basic things. It's trackenterprises.com is our website, and we are on Twitter. We we do have a Facebook page, so you know all the all the normal places to follow all that. All the information will be on the, um, the Midwest Tour site. Again, the the fair site itself. So many many chances to find out information. Well, fantastic, and uh, you know, like I said, we we can't thank you enough. It uh, it's been a long drought. Of uh, of not having racing at the mile, I'm I'm so excited. I know you know Steve and and tons of our listeners are as well. That you guys are bringing uh, going to be bringing a 
well, basically two full days worth of action to the mile on Father's Day weekend. Tickets go on sale on Monday. Uh, Reserved seats, only $25 in advance, $30 day of the race. Uh, Kids, five bucks. You know, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. On sale Monday, you can go to the State Fair website to get tickets. You can go to trackenterprises.com to get tickets. You can go to the box office to get tickets. It's just phenomenal. Bob, I can't thank you enough. My hat's off to you. I wish you all the best of luck, uh, you know, with with success on Father's Day weekend. Hopefully we'll get you on before uh, before the races as well. But uh, thank you. You're, you're doing uh, all of us here in Cheeseland a huge, a huge benefit by bringing racing back to Milwaukee. Well, like I said, I'm glad to hear that. But we'll all work together and we'll all make it uh... – Make it a huge success. Everybody will have a good time, and then uh, we'll start looking for a future event. All right. Well, Bob, thank you. And like I said, we'll get you back on when uh, when we get closer to Father's Day, okay? Okay, man. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. There's Bob Sargent from Track Enterprises. He joined the final inspection show on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply Local, common sense, lending to your community since 1935. What a treat having Bob Sargent on here. And, you know, me and Steve said it last week, we're going to hammer this every single week. If you want racing back at the mile, you want it to be successful, you want more races and, and different series and everything like that, and you want Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Mile to grow into a top-notch facility and have tops, you know, not series and everything like that, and a total destination location for racing, you better put your butts in those seats. Like I said, tickets on sale Monday. Monday. Trackenterprises.com. The State Fair website. You can, you can call them. You could sit there and go to the box office itself. $25 for a reserved seat. Kids, only five bucks. Five bucks. And they will love it. Huh. All right. I'm going to get off my soapbox and I'm going to dial up Dennis Michelson. Talk, uh, talk some NASCAR, recap a little bit of what uh, his thoughts were on the race in Atlanta. Look forward to. Uh, uh, tomorrow's race in rainy Las Vegas. Hopefully the rain holds off and we can get that race in tomorrow. You're listening to the final inspection show here on sports radio, one Oh five, seven FM, the fan brought to you by the legendary great lakes Dragway in union Grove. And of course our good friends over at David Hobbs, Honda. Welcome back. Final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you by, of course, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Go to GreatLakesDragway.com. Get your 2019 season passes now. And David Hobbs Honda 
in Glendale. Great sales going on there today and always for the best in new and used cars. Go out and check out David Hobbs Honda. Now joining me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, everybody's hero, the star of D-Mike Media, Mr. Dennis Michelson. Dennis, how are you? I am doing fantastic, Jeff, and I, I got to tell you, I've added a new one to my resume as well now because I am back at FrontStretch.com, a website that I helped found many years ago, still the best independent website covering NASCAR. They've added some short track racing in IndyCar, and I'm uh, very happy to be back with FrontStretch.com. It's the best seat at the track and the best view on the net. Oh, that's awesome. You got to uh, be careful how much more you keep adding to this resume, Dennis, or it's going to take me three segments just to get everything in. You know what I'm saying? You're like the busiest man in the world. That's sort of my secret agenda here. But, uh, and actually, we'll probably have another exciting announcement next week. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you still see that I brag about being on the final inspection. It's the best doggone radio show there is. Oh, Truth. You speak the truth. That's why we get you on here. Uh, Dennis, so, you know, Atlanta, kind of a one-off race with the new package and everything. What would you think about, uh, was it entertaining for you? You know, I've I've enjoyed both of the cup races this year, and that's in contrast to the truck series that has not put on uh, good, you know, really good shows this year. Uh, and the Xfinity at uh, Daytona in Atlanta was was basically insomnia theater yes. for both of those races. But the cup package, here's the thing. I'm a big disciple of, of old Dan Gurney's philosophy of racing, which was more horsepower, less downforce. That's not what this package is at all. This went up on the downforce, especially the rear downforce, with that huge spoiler that is so big that they had to make the top three inches of it transparent so guys could actually see what was going on. Um, But it's better than what we had last year, okay? It's better than the intermediate package we had last year. And that's at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is not your typical intermediate track. Um, So I have a feeling what we're going to see this week at Las Vegas is going to make us even happier. But if I were to put letter grades, on the races, uh, which is one of the things I used to do a long time ago, uh, I would have given Daytona about an A minus, and I would have given, you know, I would have given a solid B to the racing at Atlanta. Not a great day, but certainly worth the investment of time watching. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd probably, you know, maybe throw a minus and give it a B minus at Atlanta, but uh, but yeah, it was entertaining and. Uh, you know, it was three and a half hours long, but uh, it didn't seem like two and a half hours at Pocono. So I'll give it that. Yeah, just remember back in the old days, they used to race 500 laps at Dover. That would be sometimes with a lot of wrecks, a race that almost went five hours. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's not always a bad thing to have shorter races. I'd like to see some of the classics stay like the Daytona 500, but would we have really missed out if we had a hundred fewer miles at Atlanta? I don't think so. And that's what we get this week. We get 400 miles at Las Vegas. And 
say what you will about the racing service. If you want to have a great time going to a race weekend, go to this March race weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway because you get the World of Outlaws for Wednesday and Thursday night. This year they did the pro uh, or the uh, – um, the, the stepping stone series to the NASCAR touring, the West series, which used to be the, uh, the NASCAR Winston West back in the day, Haley Deegan winning on the dirt out there for her first win. Last lap pass. Cool story. Yeah. You, here's the crazy thing. You had the 360 uh, sprints. There was a California sprint, uh, sprint car series that uh, West coast one, I should say that was there. 360 wingless sprints. You had the World of Outlaws, and you had that uh, that West Series race. All of them, all three races in one night. Last lap passes for the win. How cool is that? But this is the race weekend you want to be at as a NASCAR fan because there's so much going on at Las Vegas. They've got the Neon Garage, which is a fabulous facility, uh, and they take good care of the fans out there. Um, now, hopefully, we'll get good racing to go with it. Yeah, hopefully the weather cooperates. It's been raining uh, down there today. Washed out uh, practice number two for the Cup Series. Washed out Xfinity qualifying and all that. Unfortunately, it didn't wash out Kyle Busch's victory in the truck race last night. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I, well, we only got about a minute before we got to go to break here. So we'll talk about this in the next segment. But Brett Moffitt, you know, I thought he was going to get him. Yeah, I thought he was going to get him, but I think it's the bad arrow package of that goofy-looking mustache that the kid wears. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I really think that slowed him down. I actually asked one of the NASCAR media guys that's there in Las Vegas to go up and pull on it because I don't think it's real. <laughs> I like it. I, just like I like uh, uh, you know Blaney when he's got the mullet going and everything like that. I, I kind of like that goofiness. There you go. But uh, all right, Dennis, can you hold hold over until uh, the next segment here? Absolutely, I'm yours as long as you need me. Oh, that's why you're the rock star. Hang on, Dennis. We'll get more of Dennis Michelson from D Mike Media and the 872 other titles that he has. When we return, we got another full hour of the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zockey. Well, as you all know by now, the Z-Man is not in studio today. He's out with his highfalutin friends being wined and dined and all that kind of high society things that they don't let the Polish pipe bomb do. But uh, what, what can I say? I can't complain. I'm here in the studio talking racing. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, joined us in the last segment, Mr. Dennis Michelson from D-Mike Media. Let's bring him right back in. Final inspection. Final inspection. Now. Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. 
Oh, Dennis, welcome back in on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. You didn't catch a quick nap, did you? Not at all. Not at all. Love that update, especially uh, you talking about and mentioning uh, the uh, fact that my Purdue Boilermakers basketball team got some help. So that's even better news today. I don't know who the Boilermakers are, but, uh, you know, no no one cares about Indiana around here, uh, Dennis. <laughs> You're in Badger country, brother. I know, I know. But, hey, I, as a Purdue guy, I'm happy to see my guys doing well. Now we just got to have Wisconsin win today. That would be good. Well, we hope so. They, uh, they're they going to need to come back a little bit. They're not playing great, but uh, so has been the story of this year. So, uh, so back to uh, to the truck race last night. You know, when Kyle Busch hits 200 uh, victories, and you know he's the most the winningest driver in the truck series and all that, is his 200 the same as Richard Petty's 200? No, no. And it, here's the thing: if he had 200 wins in Cup, uh, that would be a big difference. Than, than Richard Petty. And I'm not going to say that Richard Petty's 200 wins is, you know, a sign that he was the greatest driver all, of all time. In my opinion, the best NASCAR driver wasn't even full-time most of his career, and that was David Pearson, the Silver Fox. You look at his stats, his winning percentage, you look at the number of times that he took on really tough full fields, and it was David Pearson that was the GOAT when it comes to NASCAR drivers. But Richard Petty did more to elevate the sport. That's why he's the king. The 200 mark will never be touched as far as cup victories because they race so many fewer races nowadays. Back when Richard Petty was racking up those 200, it was often 60, 65 races in a season, and a lot of the guys didn't go to all the races. Richard Petty did. So I understand the argument that Richard Petty didn't always face the toughest fields, and that's the argument Kyle Busch fans give to say that his Xfinity and his truck race wins are as good as some of the the middle-of-the-week wins for the King Richard Petty. I never like to compare eras, though, because racing is so much different. What I will say is this, though. The last few years in the truck series, if you look at the facts, the Kyle Busch Motorsports equipment is far superior to anything else that's out there on the track right now. Um, he's just, he's a, he's a great race car driver. He's the best of this era, one of the top three of this era by, by any measurement. He's beating up on weak fields. You got a lot of very young, very financially well-backed, inexperienced drivers that are racing in the truck series, and he's kicking their butts in the best equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a Kyle Busch fan. I I have a ton of respect for the amount of talent that he has. I have a ton of respect for all the success he has. I respect him that he's such a lightning rod in the garage and that uh, he's he's definitely willing to tell you how he feels in the in the post-race press conferences. He's willing to pick his nose on live TV. Uh, you know, he makes himself look like a jack wagon a lot, but it's true emotion. It's not this trumped up, you know, uh, I just want to make the papers kind of emotion that we sometimes get out of guys. And I love it. I, he's authentic. That's the best thing I could say to him is that he's authentic. Kyle Bush is great for NASCAR. There's no doubt about it. Yes, he's sir. one of the 
few guys that will speak his mind, although I was really impressed with Ryan Blaney this week uh, criticizing the rules package, which is something you never hear today's drivers doing on, on TV. Kyle Busch is great for NASCAR. Don't get me wrong, but he's bad right now for the truck series. The truck series was greater when it had more variety to the, you had more depth of field. You have great drivers in there who could actually go toe to toe with a Kyle Busch. Now you got so many young drivers that are not ready for this level that are racing there. And it shows. I mean, Todd Gilliland is a tremendous young race car driver. But he's in the best equipment right now with Kyle Busch Motorsports, and he can't get it done. He's an eighth-place driver with a third-place truck. Um, and that's what Kyle Busch is beating up against. The other guys that he's beating up against, great drivers like Matt Crafton. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the Sauter kid is, is great as well. Johnny Sauter's fantastic. But they're in lesser equipment than Kyle Busch Motorsports. So, until they figure out a way to even that playing field a little bit better, um, you know, having one guy go in there and be a, be a conclusion that it was, the, you know, Brett Moffat put on a heck of a show compared to the fact that he's in a second-class truck compared to Kyle Busch Motorsports. I'd love to see him in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck with Johnny Sauter in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck and Matt Crafton in a, in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck going up against Kyle Busch and his own equipment, then we'll see how good Kyle Busch is. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's phenomenal. And I agree a thousand percent. You know, part of the reason why I think that, uh, you know, Kyle Busch, uh, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, you know, the guys that will speak their mind and, and not really back down. Uh, I think that's so great for the sport of NASCAR is because every time you turn on any of the NASCAR shows, and it doesn't matter what channel it's on, everything is sunshine and rainbows. And every yeah. single decision NASCAR makes is, well, I, I backed that 100%. It was the right call. It was, you know, everything is glorious. Uh, you know, it's just, it's nice to have people that will actually tell you how they feel and not just tow the company company line. Yeah, and I, here's the thing: is I don't believe, as someone who's getting paid by the sport, being there racing all the time, that you need to be, you know, ripping the sport every single moment of the day. But if all you're doing is throwing compliments and and that, then nobody's going to believe the compliments anymore. If you are authentic and you're saying the occasional controversial thing when it comes to the series, then when you say something good about the series, people are going to take notice. Right now, if you look at my body of work over the last few years talking about NASCAR, I'm about 70% positive, about 20% neutral, and about 10% of the time I'm bitching about something that really irks me in the sport. You know, that's a pretty good balance. And, you know, I love the sport. I love NASCAR racing but they are doing some things wrong right now as far as I see it as a fan. Now, if I had somebody explain it to me from a competitor standpoint or from the series standpoint of why they're doing it, they might convince me of what I'm seeing and why I'm seeing it is the right way to go. But as a fan who loves watching this sport, whether I'm at the track or, or on TV, and I don't have a particular favorite that I root for. 
I'm I'm just want to see a good show. I don't care about who wins the title. I want to see a good race. That's my fan background. And I do realize, though, the problem is that's different from what the modern fan wants. Yeah, well, that surprises me that you don't have a favorite driver. No, you know, when I started covering the sport, it was almost like you couldn't have a favorite anymore. Like my last great favorite driver was Mark Martin. And, uh, you know, as you get closer to covering the sport, it's almost, you know, it, it, it almost feels wrong to have too much of one guy that you're pulling for because it does sort of taint, you know, your coverage of, of things. Now, I've got guys that I would rather see win than others, and I am still a sucker for a first-time winner. I don't care who it is. If a first-time winner wins tomorrow, let's say Daniel Hemrick who I have a lot of respect for. That kid worked his tail off to get to where he is in racing. He's qualified up front even against the big boys. He's having a heck of a start to his career here at the cup level. If he wins tomorrow, that'll be a fabulous win because it's a first-time winner. But I really don't have a favorite anymore. Maybe it's sort of, you know, looking behind the scenes, you, you learn too much about these guys to idolize them anymore. But, you know, they're – there's some great racers out there. And the funny thing is that some of the guys that come off as kind of pompous and arrogant on TV are actually some of the nicest guys to work with when you're at the track. Yeah. All right. Well put. So, uh, what do you, what are your expectations for Vegas? Are we going to see a lot of pack racing? Are we going to see, you know, different, uh, different groups with, you know, four or five cars breaking away from each other. What, uh, what do you think tomorrow's going to look like? On restarts, we're going to see this huge pack. We're going to see three wide racing. Maybe they'll get four wide briefly. Uh, it's a little more of a narrower track there as far as the, the available racing surface through the corner, so we probably won't see four wide for long unless we see a caution flag come out right afterwards. But the, the, the clean air will still be king. We saw that. We saw guys like Kyle Larson have the fastest car at Atlanta. You put him back in the field, and he couldn't make a pass. You know, he was he was stuck. It took him, you know, took him like five laps on a restart to get a three second advantage on the rest of the field. Then you put him back in the pack and it took him 50 laps to pass three guys. You know, so clean air is still going to be king. We're going to see the packs, but then we're going to see one guy emerge. He's going to get a little break. He's going to get a little space. The other guy's going to be gummed up and we're going to see one guy get out to a lead. Now we're going to see them re-racked again for every restart. We're going to see a lot of excitement. As far as guys hunting the leader down, it'll only happen as tires are going away. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think so, too. And, you know, this is the first of 16 races with this package this year. You know, they decided on this package, and, you know, right or wrong, NASCAR went all in on it, so I give them credit on that. They didn't uh, – they didn't just dip the toe in the water with this new package. They're going all in. This is a, a major change, and it, 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 it was sort of inspired by their experiment at the All-Star race last year, which I didn't think was all that great of a race. It was awful. But what they did, yeah, I, I thought so too. And I was trying to be a little bit charitable. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing is, they took that package and they made it even more extreme. So... What we're going to see at Las Vegas is going to be the first time that we've seen it. But where I think this package is going to surprise people are on the two-mile track at, at Fontana and at Michigan and the two-and-a-half-mile flat track 
at Indianapolis, I think we're going to see better racing there in a big margin of what we saw last year. And I'm really expecting Fontana to be nuts because the racing there the last couple of years has improved. Yeah. Yeah, it has. And, you know, I'll tell you, I hope that uh, this new package makes uh, Chicago more exciting because I love that track and uh, it's the the actual racing's just been awful these last few years there. And, you know, hopefully it brings some of these, uh, these snoozers back to life. I think it will. Uh, Chicagoland Speedway is a magnificent facility. It is. As the pavement has aged, the racing has gotten somewhat better, but it's still, I I hate to say it, but we need to go back to real stock cars. We need, you know, and I know we're not going to be taking things out of the showroom and going racing them, but we need bodies that are more similar to the regular stock cars. We need to get rid of the front splitter get rid of the side skirts, let these things drive like pigs. And if they drive like pigs, then the best racers are going to come to front. No, we're not going to see huge packs. We're going to occasionally see a guy win by 10 seconds. Heck, he might even lap the field if he's having a really good day. But what we're going to see is more passing for the lead because we'll have more torque coming off the corners. And that's the key of what we don't have now is throttle response. They've taken that away, and that's kind of closed everybody up it's made everybody equal but if everybody's equal nobody can pass yeah i agree with you all right nascar in las vegas dennis what is your d mike media official prediction for the race tomorrow yeah well i had picked martin truex but i'm a little bit concerned about where he qualified um so i'm kind of wondering if uh, one of my secondary picks like kyle larson might be able to connect but uh, I, this is going to be really unpredictable. The cool thing is we've got Fords, we've got Chevys, and we've got the, uh, the Toyota products all interspersed through that top ten. So I think we're going to see some pretty good uh, you know, variety, and some of the really good racers with really good cars are way in the back to start. So that alone should give us a great start to the race. Yeah, I hope so. Dennis, thank you so much. What's the latest at D-Mike Media? We've got a cool interview coming up with Oliver Askew. Uh, he's one of the Team USA Scholarship alumni that we're going to be covering big time this year. He is racing in Indy Lights. He's going to be uh, the next big thing in uh, in American racing uh, going up to the IndyCar level here in a couple of years. And, of course, we've got our All Things Sports uh, talk show called Two Guys Talking Sports where We'll put an old guy, me, and a young guy, J.D., together to talk about sports the generational difference of how two fans think about sports is is entertaining alone well give jd my condolences i feel uh bad for him already uh and i don't even know him so (laughs) (laughs) dennis thank you so much have a great weekend enjoy the race and we'll talk to you next week buddy all right, Jeff. Thank you, sir. Thank you. There's Dennis Michelson from D Mike Media. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, looking to build uh, or buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. All right, we got a short break coming right here. When we come back on the final inspection show, going to reach out to Steve Zaki, see if we can get him back. On the show for the second time today, so don't worry. Hopefully, Steve will be here 
You're listening to the Final Inspection Show here in Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. Oh, the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is getting a workout today. We're going to head south of the Cheddar Curtain now and bring in the host of his own show, Mr. Steve Zaki. What's up, Steve? Hey, Jeff. How are, how, how's the weather up there? Oh man, it's I don't know, eighty-five and sunny. It's it's glorious. It's actually, a little warmer where I'm at. I'm in uh, South Joliet, Illinois, at the uh, Autobahn Country Club, which is just a little bit south of uh, Chicagoland Speedway. And I am at uh, <clears throat> Bobby Rahel's personal garage, and I must say, it is quite the. Uh, pleasantness uh for the eyes there is so much like in fact right now i'm looking looking at a framed photo of the ninety checkered flag from the 1986 indy 500 signed by all the drivers wow yeah there's got to be so much history in there that's just amazing it is just i mean uh let's see here here's a first place team owner 2001 G.I. Joe's 200 cart race at Portland. Um, here's another one. Third place uh, in the Can-Am, 1980 Can-Am at Trey Raval in Canada. Bobby Rahal Lifetime Achievement Award presented by the Boys and Girls Club uh, in the 80s and just so much history in this place it's just mind-boggling i'm not easily impressed but i certainly am by uh in fact if i walk over here here is a huge marlboro grand prix floor standing trophy are there still cigarettes in it no there is not oh i wish you could have grabbed me some i will i'll post a couple of these on the final inspection page on facebook um, but the trophies are just very, very impressive, along with all the other little things with it, and including a 1966 Eagle that he just purchased from Aaron Lewis in Australia that was uh, it's painted up as the car for uh, Johnny Rutherford drove at Indianapolis in 1969. He's got the 1986 Chevrolet Corvette that the winner gets for the Indianapolis 500. The winner gets that is here. There's a Porsche 906 uh, car that's probably worth uh, more than you and I could afford together. So I mean, just it's quite the uh, deliciousness uh, if you're if you're in uh, everything auto racing. Well, don't drool on too much of that stuff, Steve. I, I hope you're not buying half of his collection. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, you don't want to do that. And he must have a big dog because there's the biggest set of dog bowls I've ever seen. <laughs> or maybe he, he had a have, big dog. There must be like a Great Dane or something because this, this dog dish is bigger than my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe some of those bones aren't dog bones or people that drooled on his trophies. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, yeah, for the 800 people that have called in the last three minutes, my invitation must have gotten lost. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's the Postal Service nowadays. But I don't get invited to these events. I don't know if, uh, you know, if my reputation precedes me. I don't know if it's the ski on the end of my name. But they don't let me into these things, Steve. Or it could be the demonic uh, shirts that you wear. I don't know. That could be it. I'm not saying. I'm not judging. I just. You know, you don't know. I got a nice Slayer shirt on today. It's not bad. <laughs> Let me guess. Is it black? Of course. Always. <laughs> Always. Oh, well, that's awesome. That sounds like a great time down there. And uh, this is just a pit stop. You got more parties to go to, don't you? Uh, yeah. A real a neat uh, party or get dinner being put on the Doyle. The Boyle, I should, with the B, Boyle Racing uh, Group uh, out of Indianapolis. And they're a group that's uh, restoring the old Boyle Racing Headquarters. That's off of Ghent Street, which is uh, right by the, if you know where the the Indianapolis Indians, the ballpark is, it's kind of kitty corner, probably just a couple of minutes away from there. And they're restoring the, the actual race, where the race team was headquartered, in the 1930s and 40s, uh, and they're restoring it, and they're going to make it into a, a kind of like a museum slash kind of, uh, you know, you can have parties there and whatnot, and they're trying to bring back that, like, a corridor, kind of like what what Milwaukee did with the Menominee River Valley. It's kind of a situation like that where they're trying to bring back that whole neighborhood down there. But uh, they're involved with that, and they're doing a pre, uh, kind of a tribute to, Pre-war uh, Indianapolis cars down there, and I was, uh, I was. Uh, they actually asked me to help them uh, bring some cars down there, so I was able to call not not any of my cars, but uh, I was able to uh, talk to some car owners and uh, get some cars down there. So it's, it's going to be a really neat event. The, the dinner is sold out, and hopefully they'll be raising uh, some some money for uh, the restoration of that building, and then uh, uh, just kind of preaching the word of the uh, pre-war uh, indie cars down there. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That uh pretty pretty uh, good weekend for you then. Uh it, it looked and then uh, and then of course uh, Charlie Brown uh for breakfast tomorrow. So, you know, it's a must for any race fan and race uh media person whatever down in Indianapolis, so. Well, now you're just rubbing it in. Steve. I thought we were friends. So, well, you know, it's the, it's the best 12 bucks you'll spend on breakfast. Well, probably even less than that. Bring me some back, will you? I'm no, fat. It's not I'm that fat. I like breakfast. Any place where you go with with uh, any place close to the track that's a good greasy spoon and has race car photos on the wall, you can't go wrong. Yeah, you got that right. Hey, and and if AJ goes there, it has to be good, right? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> as long as the killer bees don't follow him in. Yes, this is true, or water moccasins or tipped-over bulldozers. <laughs> yeah, he's got quite a list. In fact, I was talking to uh, one of his former crewmen uh, just before. 
Okay. What uh, what were you guys? Uh, what kind of dirt were you trying to dig up? Uh, we were talking about AJ cheating. Oh, <laughs> did I say that on the radio? I'm sorry, AJ never cheated. No, of course not. Of course not. No. Of course not. Oh, that's awesome. AJ would would never bend the rules or bypass pop off valves or whatever. So. So, uh, what else have you seen down in Ray Hall's garage? Um, uh, just a wide array of cars uh, from a an early seventies Volkswagen Bug Cabriolet to uh, a uh, Shelby Cobra to some Porsches. In fact, it would be probably easier if I just went over and because I'm up on the second floor and there's a line. And uh, we can take a look here. I see a Lotus Esprit, a uh, Porsche 911, a Porsche 356, of course, the aforementioned 1986 Indy 500 winning Corvette that the winner gets. A couple of 356s. I see an Alfa Romeo, two Alfa Romeos. Of course, the 1966 uh, Eagle, 4Cam uh, Ford. And then, of course, he's got the uh, Porsche 906 on the other side and a couple other cars. So, yeah, he's uh, putting together a nice collection. Yeah, sounds like it. I uh, I haven't finished dotting the I's and crossing the T's on the Pipe Bomb Charity yet, but if he wants to donate any to me, <laughs> just let me know. Shoot me a text or something. Yeah, it is a very nice place. He's done it, he's, he's done it up well here. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, well, it's the little things too. Like I'm looking at a 1967 Nurburgring thousand kilometer poster, original poster with the folds in it. Uh, that's probably about 28 by 36 on a probably a 32 by 40 something framed uh, photo. You know, never a nice frame. I mean, that in itself is probably close to a grand as it sits now so wow nice stuff yeah well who cares about the cost it's the history too you know that it uh, is. that stuff's phenomenal and uh i know how much you get into that and all that so you got to be in you got to be in heaven down there well it's it's not it's the people though i mean there's a lot of friends here and uh just do some bench racing and that that's what that's what makes it all worthwhile all right what friends are you seeing down there uh, I well, I, I just saw Rick Duman, uh, Jim uh, Debozek. Uh, let's see here, who else we have? Uh, a couple people from Gateway Racetrack is here, and uh, Ron Nelson, who we had on the Green and Gold uh, podcast, who was at one time a Chicago Bear photographer, and we were talking Bears Packers stuff, so. I'm yeah. looking down at Bobby right now. Bobby's on his laptop, and he looks like he's checking email with somebody. So, uh, that sounds like fun. At uh, so, it is. I'm sure you don't miss uh, being in here today, huh? Oh, of course I miss you. Of course. <laughs> oh, liar, liar. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, so, oh, and and you know what? We were talking Milwaukee Mountain. A lot of the people here are asking me, oh, sounds good, Milwaukee Mile Racing, a lot of positive vibes. And uh, so it, it, it's funny, you go to, you know, last you know last couple of years, you go down to Indianapolis, you hear, 
oh, my God, I heard they're tearing down the grandstands. You know, it's all this dire stuff. So I'm kind of looking forward to going to Indianapolis uh, later today and, and getting some positive vibes finally about the Milwaukee Mount because there's there's been definitely some positive vibes here and pos- positivity being mentioned uh, when it comes to the Milwaukee Mile. Yeah, that's great because, uh, you know, we had Bob Sargent on in the first hour, and he was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it sounds like this is just step one. So if uh, yep. if this is a success and people go out and they show up, there will be more racing to come at the mile. Yep. So, okay, and that, that's what people need to know. They need to support this event. And if they support this event, bigger events will will follow. And I'm, I'm, I, in fact, I mentioned that to Chris Flair just before, who is the manager down at Gateway. And I said, you know, we're using your tracks template. And he says, yeah, it's what you need to do is, uh, you know, start small and just taking steps to building, you know, building it up. It's like somebody who is out of shape. If you want to get into shape, you're not going to run a marathon right away. You have to, you know, build up to it. So we're not going to have, it's not going to be, you know, 2001 at the Milwaukee Mile again next this coming year, but we could have that in a couple of years if we keep building it back. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully. All right, uh, we only got a couple minutes left here, Steve, so I'm going to give you the top 10 uh, qualifying order for Las Vegas. I need your pick for the okay. race for tomorrow. Uh, cars are finally back on the track. It's rained out there. It canceled out uh, second practice for the Cup Series, canceled out Xfinity qualifying, but uh, the Cup guys are out there practicing now. So for tomorrow, on the pole, Kevin Harvick, Hamlin starts second, and then you got Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Hemrick, David Reagan, Kyle Larson, Stenhouse, Jimmy Johnson, and Joey Logano starts 10th. Any of those guys, uh, you know, who you're going to put your uh, your hard-earned cash behind? How about Kyle Busch, hometown boy? There's a shocker. You think he's going to hit the uh, hit the triple this weekend? He won last night in the trucks. I why not? He does that a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure does. He sure does. You get a chance to watch that truck race last night? Unfortunately, I was out and about with friends last night. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. Uh, I have it on the DVR. I have, I, I did, I do have it on the DVR though. All right, because yeah, you know, Bush won it, but uh, but it got close there at the end, and uh, a, a certain mustachioed racer had a chance for the win and uh, came up came up short. But uh, oh, really? Yeah, but it uh, it was a decent race, decent race. So all right, so Kyle Bush, that's Steve's pick. Steve, thank you again for uh, coming on your own show here. Appreciate it. Well, you know what? You're 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 waxing so poetically about my travels. When uh, you're not going to be uh, in studio next week, are you? No, I've got the next two weeks off. Oh, and where are you going? Uh, I'm going to be working, just uh, just not here. Uh-huh. I'll be in a different yeah. location putting in the hard work that you know I do. I'm sure you will be. So Be a little Enjoy warmer. Arizona. Yeah, be a little warmer in Arizona. But, uh, you know, it's hard watching uh, spring training baseball for, for a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, we look forward to having you back in a couple of weeks, and I appreciate you having me on my own show. 
Well, Steve, thank you, buddy, and have a great time this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bud? Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Take care. Steve Zaki joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline looking to buy, build, uh, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Been a busy show so far, you know. Sat down with Steve. We recapped some Atlanta. We had Bob Sargent. Had a double dose of Dennis Michelson. A double dose of the Z-Man. And up next, the next rock star to join the show, Eddie Lapine. Going to dial him up from sunny Florida and get Eddie's opinions on everything motorsports. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. Final Inspection. It's Sports Car Corner with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. This is the Final Inspection Show on 105.7 FM. The fan. Welcome back into the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you, of course, by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. So now we go back out to the Great Midwest Bank hotline, head down to sunny Florida. Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie, how you doing this Saturday morning? Oh, great, Jeff. How are you today? Good Good to hear from you. Yeah, living the dream. Steve is on the road at some country club getting wined and dined. I'm here slumming it in studio, but uh, talking racing and uh, getting a chance to talk to guys like you, I can't beat it. Well, I can't beat it. I, I love talking to you about racing, Jeff. You know, uh, that's what I do. So F1, uh, you know, undergoing testing. When we talked about F1 last week, Eddie, you uh, he mentioned something that maybe, just possibly, I know it's hard to believe, but maybe there was some team sandbagging. Uh, you got any updates on, uh, on that, Eddie? Well, they finished up... Uh, three one thousandths of a second uh, with Sebastian Vettel being the fastest and Lewis Hamilton being second. All of a sudden, Mercedes is right there. They were on the charts at like seventh to tenth place fastest, and all of a sudden, mysteriously, um, they're right there. So like I said last week, and I'll reiterate it, until the first race in Australia, we won't see what it will really be like until that weekend. And I think it's going to be Mercedes again. That's, that's uh, how I look at it. All right. Well, your crystal ball, you read that uh, perfect last weekend. So I, uh, uh, kudos and a definite tip of the hat to you. You called that. That's for sure. So what, you know, explain to people that aren't, you know, huge F1 fans, uh, what's the purpose of sandbagging? 
well, they just don't want to show their cards. And it, it shows in all racing, all forms. In, in sports car racing with the balance of performance that you're hearing a lot of in, in the IMSA world, you know, such as the Daytona 24-hour race, the upcoming Sebring race, um, these teams, they have to perform and not be too good when it comes to showing when they get to a racetrack. And what I mean by that is these cars are, they're trying to balance the, the classes to make them equal and to try to make the racing better, which it, it, on paper it works, but teams find ways and loopholes to try to work the system. And when they get to the track, mysteriously a 10th or a two, and they, and they really monitor it because now in, in, in the computer age world right now, it's really hard to cheat because they know exactly what they're doing when they come to the racetrack. Yeah, and they can uh, tell, you know, who's 100% on the throttle, who's not, who's lifting when, all that, right? Well, exactly, and, and it goes back to showing how hard it is to be a factory driver for Porsche, for Ferrari, for any of these in the sports car world. And it's the same with Formula One. I mean, they're looking at these drivers under a microscope, and literally they know exactly when they're lifting, how much brakes they're using. That's why you see a lot of the major teams. That's why a lot of the teams, when, when they go like F1 or sports car racing, they're all the drivers are within a tenth and or a hundredth of a second of each other. And, and it puts so much pressure on the drivers to perform because as you well know, if you don't perform, you uh, find another job. Yeah. Yeah. You got that right. All right. So, um, IndyCar, they announced some changes to qualifying. You want to walk us through that? Uh, some of the, uh, changes to the Indy 500 qualifying? Well, they're, they're going to spice it up now and move the bump day to Sunday. And and they'll make, you know, the, 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 the nine, when they qualify for the pole, it'll go at the end of the day versus, you know, earlier where they know these people's positions. And it's just going to spice it up and, and really bring back the traditional bump day where somebody's going to go home, somebody's going to be at the on the edge of their seat. Yeah, well, and what uh, with the car counts that they're talking, there might be multiple people getting bumped uh, on the Sunday before. Well, we're looking at some strong fields this year. I mean, we got a lot of new teams, a lot of drivers, and I think it's it's really you know with Andretti going to have another extra car or so. Um, it's going to be a real strong field this year stronger than ever and i think you're going to see you know it could be maybe three cars four cars go home so it's going to turn into it's going to be very exciting i think the month of may and the whole build-up for the indy 500 is going to be completely different and i think it's going to bring back a resurgence to qualifying and bump day yeah yeah i agree i agree i I think it. Uh, I think it's going to ramp up the excitement and uh, I, you know, just enhance the event and uh, get more eyes on actual qualifying and stuff like that, which is a uh, 
a hard thing to uh, to watch, honestly. You know, the uh, they show qualifying for these NASCAR races, and even with the whole pack qualifying, it's still boring as hell half, more than half the time. Well, I think the IndyCar qualifying has really, over the last couple of years, has really gotten exciting with, with the final nine, and it really is exciting. It really puts it in a driver's seat. I mean, you saw last year, I mean, these drivers are are trimming the cars out and pushing pushing it to the end end of I mean literally scraping the wall on qualifying and to me I mean that's that's what it's all about it makes it very exciting yeah yeah I agree with you all right Eddie are you uh are you able to hang on through the break and we'll get your uh, NASCAR pick and all that coming up on the other side yes sir all right. Sounds good. Hang on. We'll get more with Eddie Lapine coming up. This is the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. Final inspection. It's Sports Car Corner with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. This is the final inspection show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back in. Final segment of the final inspection show today brings a tear to my eye as well. Jeff Orlowski filling in for Steve Zaki this week uh, here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, brought to you by Legendary Great Lakes Dragway, and of course, David Hobbs Honda. We go back out to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and get some more uh, knowledge and entertainment from Eddie Lapine, RacingNation.com. Eddie, what's the latest at Racing Nation? Well, I will be at Amelia Island next weekend. We have a preview posted right now uh, with IMSA at Sebring for the 12-hour race, as well as the 10-hour race for WEC, which is, in layman's terms, the Toyota will be racing against itself with Fernando Alonso driving. How's that? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, my, uh, yeah, I don't know what, uh, what's going on. You know, it's crazy because I didn't get invited to any of the, uh, high society events. Steve is, uh, enjoying this weekend and i sure didn't get invited down to amelia island next weekend either so i don't know hey uh maybe maybe you can jump on a plane with hobbs he should be down there you know jump on a plane with hobbs and come down Uh, i'll put you up we got a place for you and uh we'd have a great time i wish unfortunately i'm gonna be in arizona watching spring training baseball all well i leave on friday so for the next uh Yeah, from Friday and for eight days, be down there watching spring training brewers. Oh, well, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it beats the cold and the snow, brother. Let me tell you that. So, all right, so we we got NASCAR in Las Vegas. Cars are finally back out on the track. It's rained there a whole lot uh, today. Uh, Washed out second practice. It washed out Xfinity qualifying. And all that, but it looks like the Xfinity race uh, is definitely going to get run today. So we've got the the top ten starting positions, Eddie. 
You got Harvick on the pole, Hamlin starting second, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon in the second row, Hemrick and David Reagan in the third, Larson, Stenhouse in the fourth, Jimmy Johnson, Joey Logano rounds out your top ten. Who do you like uh, to celebrate in victory lane and pop champagne tomorrow? Well, I was thinking Kevin Harvick for the simple fact that I think he's going to jump out of the thing. And then as you were talking, I started to think, God, Kyle Busch really wants one after Daytona. So I think I'm going to go with my second pick, Kyle Busch. All right. Well, he picked up the the truck win at uh, Vegas last night. He's going to run in the Xfinity series that uh, starts in just over an hour uh, today and then obviously tomorrow with the big boys. So, uh, you know, I could definitely see him, uh, you know, collecting three checkered flags this weekend. And, uh, you know, you're in uh, good company because Steve Zaki picked uh, Kyle Busch as well. I'm, uh, I'm going to go a little different this week, and uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. You know, he ran well at Atlanta, uh, kind of faded there towards the end, and uh, I think that uh, I think he's going to have, uh, have some extra fire in his belly and get it done this week in Las Vegas. You expect any, uh, any big fireworks with the, with the new package, the uh, – quote-unquote tapered spacers that NASCAR is going to be running this week? Well, it's going to be, you know, with the limited amount of testing. So it's really going to be whoever can figure it out the fastest, I think. And, you know, it's going to be someone like Harvick or Kyle Busch because those guys always seem to get to the front and figure out something new like that. So um, it should be exciting, but, you know, it'll mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I think so too, and uh, hopefully we get some uh, some good, you know, three wide, four wide racing and uh, and stuff like that going on, and it's not just uh, you know two two rows of people running in in super long packs. So, you know, I uh, I'm I'm hopeful. I'll put it that way. I'm hopeful. So, all right, Eddie. Well, thank you so much, and uh, check out everything that Eddie does at RacingNation.com. Have a great time in Amelia Island. I'm off the next couple weeks, Eddie, but I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Have fun in Arizona. Oh, yeah, you have fun at Amelia Island. Don't get in any trouble. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, definitely. I'll behave myself. (laughs) Don't do that either. Uh, There's Eddie Lapine. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local Common sense lending to your community since 1935. All right, it's time to get out of here. I want to thank everybody who joined us. Uh, Bob Sargent, Track Enterprises, bringing racing back to the mile Father's Day weekend. Thank you, Bob, for joining us. Dennis Michelson got a double dose of Dennis from D Mike Media, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com, and of course, Steve Zaki. A big thank you to all who listen to our show. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter, Final Inspection Show 1250 or The Final Inspection. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the racing this weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.